0: another episode of Church Talks. This is a special edition uh, because it is Mother's Day weekend and I have my favorite mother, who happens to be my mother, um, here and also I would say my second favorite mother, which is my sister, who has birthed my two nieces, one of which you may be hearing right now. Um, Daisy, do you want to like introduce yourself? Oh, okay. There you, there you go, girl. All right. Wow. So, um everyone who's listening, you can adjust your volume levels accordingly. no if she gets if she gets too crazy, then we've got Pop I'll, Pop who I'll will Pop
1: her on a boob.
0: We'll pop <laughs> Welcome to Mother's Day. Um all right. So, Tammy Church and beckley Ann Bowling in the house. Give it up. And I actually am here with them in person, so that is a, a treat. And we are in the mountains. We are actually having an unexpected little getaway up here in Beach Mountain. So, all right. Who wants to go first and just say, in, like, what is your favorite thing about motherhood? Because I am not a mom. I feel like I've, I've co-parented um, a bunch of my friends' kids, but I've never had the pleasure... <laughs>
1: It is, and the it is, pain. But is it a pleasure?
2: Oh, I know. It, it really may it not be. Well, I guess I would say just the relationship with your children. If you have a good relationship, it's it's awesome. Yeah. I would feel bad for moms who don't have a relationship, a good relationship with their children. So I would say that's probably the best for me.
1: I think you need to drink a little more wine.
0: You really <laughs> I love it. I know. Mom got real serious real I'm quick. To, I'm trying I'm like, to think
1: speak
2: of
0: up. the
1: silliest answer I could possibly
0: give. So, what is your favorite thing about motherhood, um, sister girl?
1: My favorite thing about motherhood is—that's a good question. Um, Alaska is at a really fun age where she'll just randomly, <laughs> randomly tell me, "Ma." I just love you so much. <laughs> and that's just really heartwarming. <laughs> so I just feel like actually seeing her grow into an age where, cool Daisy, where she can actually like appreciate me and like, you know, have a good relationship with her and stuff is really rewarding. And I look forward to that with Daisy as well. Cause oh, right yes. now Daisy only loves me for the milk yeah. I can give her. but <laughs>
2: <laughs> And we are all coming from two different <laughs> Eras, which oh, yeah. whatever um, oh. times, because you know, I think raising them when they're little is harder. Of course, I think it's just more time consuming and and that kind of thing. So yeah. And I was going to ask you, Mom, what was it like <laughs> raising me and Becca?
0: <laughs> night and day, right? Oh
2: yeah, night and day.
0: So for all of you guys listening, um, if you know me mm-hmm. like personally, you know that I was homeschooled. Uh, my mm-hmm. sister also was homeschooled. We went to a small Christian school part-time for a few years, but my mom decided early on. Um, when we were five, I guess I was five years old, and then um, even like when Becca turned five, that she was going to homeschool us. And I'm sure, Mom, that your parenting style, your teaching style, everything was different. So can can any other moms on this podcast relate to having two kids that required different styles of everything, discipline and all of that. So mom what was the what was the biggest difference in raising me and Becca?
2: Um you were better. Well, you were you were just more compliant, more obedient. Stop. <laughs> Becca was. In, let me just say, Becca was into stuff. Becca was always into stuff. She was. She'd pull the drawer out and stand in there. She would go get up, find a suitcase, and get in there. She would. She would get pour shampoo and yeah. put it on her lips. <laughs> yes, yeah, she would get Desitin. I don't know
1: what y'all are talking about. And smear it all
2: over the wall and her and her lips and her butt. And I asked her what she was doing, and she said, my lips hurt real bad.
0: <laughs> no, that's Napoleon Dynamite.
2: She said, oh, my lips was I hurting. Was... My lips were hurting. Hurting. Yes. And, and I said, well, why do you have it on your butt? And she said, well, my butt hurt, too. Listen,
1: y'all don't have to do me
2: like that. <laughs> but it's the truth. I mean, she. Uh, I remember one time I journal. I didn't get to journal very much after Becca was born. Uh, I was on my toes. I wonder why. But, um, but it was one day when it was just constant pouring shampoo out. Uh, I, I what was I doing this whole time? I'm, I don't know if you were, you did go to kindergarten. You did, did go to public school in kindergarten. Or you might have been in preschool. You went to United uh, Madison. Methodist I went to a Methodist preschool. preschool. That's what and, did it. And you That's liked what messed it me up. very much. <laughs> Becca would not go. And now I
0: lead worship sometimes in a Methodist church.
2: Well, full she, circle. I I took her to see if she wanted to go because I thought it was cool to go to preschool for three hours and uh, I did not think she it was. She cool. did not like it. It was only three hours. Mm-hmm. Nine, oh wow. 12.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, just the difference in the personality is just uh, mischievous. Becca was just into stuff and always doing something and busy, and and now she's got a little one kind of like her. You don't hmm. say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beck, you now have two daughters. Yep.
0: And I knew that you always wanted to be a mom. Like, growing up, you had your baby dolls, you had your Barbie dolls, Um So, my dream was never to be a mom, but I always knew that yours was, and now you are holding one of yours, and the other one is with Pa at the grocery store. So, what is it like with your two? We we are going to talk about your birthing story. So, everybody listening who knows about Becca's recent birthing story, it's coming. So, I'm just letting you know to keep listening, because it's going to be wild. She gave birth in a bathtub by herself. Okay, there's your spoiler
1: alert. Sneak peek. (coughs) So, what was the question?
0: What is it like having two daughters, and how are they different just in these first few months of Daisy's life?
1: Well, first of all, it's wild as a buck, (laughs) Um, and I would say, honestly, Jesse would probably answer this a lot better than I would because he is actually with them more often. Um, Yes, I did always want to be a mom. I never envisioned that I would be the working mom, though, Um, so I don't have a clue how to answer this question.
0: Well, let me say this. I've had you both on my podcast before. Um, so, Beck, you and Jesse were on talking about... I mean, you guys had... You hadn't just started the photography, yeah, but it really had just taken off. Because this was three yeah. three years ago. And then Mom had you and Dad on, which probably been a couple of years ago. So, a lot has changed in a couple of years. And I know, Beck, when you... Um, you know... It was, it was very, the, that episode was very business mm-hmm. oriented. And in the last year, I just, I know that your life, your approach to um, your home and ministry and your business, obviously you guys have become pastors in your church. Uh, you got ordained, what was that, it's been a year ago? Yeah,
1: in May of last yeah, year. so
0: right out of year. And so that kind of, you know, changed the dynamic of responsibilities and So, I I know from what you said, and I'll let you kind of say this in your own words, but you've really put more emphasis on your primary focus being at home.
1: Yes. So, for people that know us, they know we said for a long time that we were like one and done as far as kids go. And so, we have a really big age gap between our two as opposed to our friends who pop them out back to back, more power to them. Um, But for us, I just really felt that the Lord was leading me to have a second baby, even though I didn't know what in the world that was going to look like with business and stuff. But I have definitely felt um, the Holy Spirit pulling me more towards staying home more with the babies and not really being caught up in like the hustle and grind Mm -hmm. of working, which is probably where I was when we did the podcast three years ago. And
0: for people who didn't listen to that one, tell everybody what you did.
1: I'm a wedding photographer um now i would almost more so say i'm a family photographer which is ironic um just to go along with that heart pull is that we still love weddings but i can tell that we're doing less weddings and much more like maternity and family newborns um i love all the all the pregnancy and birth and baby related things so, and my husband is a photographer alongside me. Stay-at-home-pa by weekday, wedding photographer by weekend.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So, it's not a typical work schedule. So, when, no. when a lot of people hear, like, working mom, they think the 40-hour week, Monday through Friday, like, while kids are at school... but yours is mostly evenings and weekends and obviously you do the editing and everything during the day but jesse has to be the the stay-at-home pa
1: yeah so i actually work from home most of the time during the day as far as editing goes and we have a good schedule because i get to take lunch break and eat with alaska pretty much every single day and read her book and tuck her in for nap so i think it's a pretty good setup that we have going where i'm not actually out of the home that often
2: and and i would add that jesse is a really good dad father um i told him yesterday or today maybe today i said i wish i had your calmness when i was (laughs) raising my two and that my anxiety didn't get the best of me at times and but he's just um very calm and uh, approaches it and i guess the way that we should be treating them like a little Like a little human and not just fussing at him all the time. And, you know, this, I mean, you know, she does, Alaska does have to go to timeout sometimes. I've been there and I just cringe sometimes when I hear the way she talks to either me or him. And I'm like, ugh. And he's just calm, you know, so um, that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm very proud of
0: him. Well, I think in this next portion, before we get into your birthday story, Beck, we should both share our favorite memories of mom. Growing up,
1: <laughs> or my, should we
0: share the the best and the worst?
1: My memory is really bad, so I don't know if I can remember either.
2: <laughs> All of ours are.
0: having okay. babies
1: will really do it to you. You may have to come back to that one.
0: We might have I to, to so we thought. okay. Yeah, in case you guys can't tell, this is a um, kind of an improv episode. We knew we were going to do it eventually, but we did not know we were going to do it today. So, we are partaking in a glass of wine, uh, in hopes that that will help us to be a little bit more laid back. Because they were so nervous about being on my podcast. And I don't know why other people say that. Well, Beck, do you want to share a little bit? Because I know this has been one of the main reasons why I've wanted you on my podcast recently. Uh, I wanted you in advance to talk about your birthing plan. And now, four and a half months, almost five months now, post-birth, it didn't exactly go as planned. Nope. But so maybe but just, in, the,
1: in the best way possible. In
0: the best way possible. All right, so what was your plan? And then tell me what actually happened. And then Mom and I are going to give some commentary as we get to the parts where we're involved.
1: Okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying that my ma, Tam, she was like the OG crunchy mom. Like, how old am I? Almost 30 years ago. Um, and so no wonder I followed in her footsteps. Um, and so I was set on having a home birth. This time around, I wanted one with Alaska, but insurance would not cover it. And so I had her in a hospital and that's a whole story for another day. But this time around, I was determined to have a home birth and it took a little bit of convincing to get, um, Jesse on board with that. And then my own mom on board and then Jesse's mom on board. I don't know that she was ever really on board. She thought it was a little bit wild. Um, and as do
0: the majority of people.
1: Yes. Although, you know, you think about it, women used to squat babies out all the time, well before there were hospitals. Yeah. So anyways, I could oh, I could get re- I could go down a whole rabbit hole well, hey, <laughs> talking about home birth stuff. A lot of
0: people maybe they may want to do that and they're scared or they have all these other crazy fears in their head. So like what encouragement can you give? I know we're gonna get into more yeah. of your story, but like so, for somebody who's wanting to do that. That's anxious about
1: it? I think a lot of a lot of people, especially like first time moms, think that home birth is not an option for them because it's their first baby, and that is simply not not the case at all. Like there are a lot of first time moms that are great advocates for home births, and I will. Um, this is just like a, a plug. I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a midwife, and not everyone is a good advocate for a home birth. So, but you know, low risk pregnancies. I'm all about it so i just knew that i needed a better support system than i had with my birth in the hospital with alaska and so i figured what better place to do round two than at home with like the people that i choose to have there that i know have my best interest in mind and that will listen and respect like what i want and the birth plan that i have um and i won't be looked at like an absolute crazy person and so <laughs> since i have shared my home birth experience like on social media i've gotten and i mean like dozens of messages from people like when i first shared the birth story um, from people that were just so intrigued by it all because they just Mm -hmm. never thought that they could do that like it's just not something that you really hear of that much in america because of the just the medical pharmaceutical industry and stuff but I think I've actually gotten a lot of people on board um, where people are asking me questions about who my midwife was and how can we make this happen for us. And it's a topic that I can talk about for like hours on end. So I don't even know what the original <laughs> question was. But Well,
0: I know that you've done a lot of research about home births. And, you know, if people want to say, well, you know, but what if something happens? And, you know, don't you want to be in a hospital? And then you would share all these things on your Instagram stories about, like, statistics of, yeah. like, and you've got plenty of them, and I know
1: you probably had them memorized. I, I don't. You, <laughs> I don't have them memorized because my, my memory is shot. Well. But I will say, like, the, I don't know what the percentage is of home births in America, but I want to say it's, like, 1% to 2% of women that actually have home births in America. So it's really, really slim, mm-hmm. um, but the. So
0: 1% to 2% of women.
1: Have, have home, home births. births. Yeah, which means and then like... of
0: that 1% to 2%, how many are successful? Majority.
1: Like... The vast majority. 90% um, plus. Yeah, but you think about like, you know, 98% of women birth in a hospital. And this, my statistics could be wrong, you know. Um, but, you know, the U.S. maternal death rate is pretty high. And it ain't because of home births. When you consider that 98% of women are birthing in hospitals, you can put two and two together... To realize something ain't right about that and it's not the one percent of home birthers that are causing that to go up and also you know the c-section rate and all that stuff is also super duper high and i have to really be careful of the um right well all the statistics and stuff that i get into because i just think a lot of the interventions that happen in hospitals are unnecessary because birth in itself is not a medical emergency There are medical emergencies that happen during birth, Mm -hmm. but birth itself is not an emergency, which is why I think that it's best to at least attempt naturally, Mm -hmm. whether in a home, birth center, or hospital, Mm -hmm. before you just automatically go for all the interventions. Um, It's actually called the cascade of interventions, which is like a snowball effect. So you get one thing, and it leads to another, and it leads to another, and it leads to another. And then it's just a not-so-good situation that you got going.
0: And it's a very sensitive topic, and so we don't want to be um, offensive for any moms that have had traumatic experiences, like in hospitals or in childbirth, uh, and who wish they would have done things differently. But I know we've had several talks, like all of us had, with moms that have these stories where they're like, you know, yeah, I never intended on doing this, but the doctors were pushing it, or um, I wanted to do this, this was my birthing plan, and then it didn't go as planned. So... Obviously, your birthing plan of having a home birth in a pool in your living room with all these pictures around and the dim lighting and a photographer (laughs) and a midwife, that was a really great plan. And everything, I mean, the stage was set and for a while, and then you were a week and a day past due date, Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I was
1: 41 and 1.
0: 41 and 1, and... You went I thought to she bed was as
1: normal? You thought she was <laughs> <laughs> I thought she's in there for good.
0: Daisy's stuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what happened between the time that you thought you were just going to bed as normal to the time that I guess we got a text message from you? Right, well,
1: I can tell you that. Okay. I do remember this. I was okay. sitting on my birthing ball that I anticipated laboring on. Never got to. Um, I was sitting on the birthing ball <laughs> the night of December 19th around 9.30 or 9.45 p.m., and I had one contraction. Now, I had had several before. I had had a lot of Braxton Hicks. I couldn't really tell the difference sometimes. But I had one, and I told Jesse, I was like, I just had a contraction. And he said, the first of many in the name of Jesus. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, we'll see. Because I was pretty discouraged Like at this point. I was like, well, I'm going to go 42 weeks, and then I'm going to be induced. So I was getting discouraged. And so... I tried to go to bed because I always heard, especially with home birth, like, just try to sleep through as much as you can until you really can't take anymore, more, and then you call the midwife. And so I went to bed and literally laid in bed for like 10 minutes, if that, and then had another one that was really strong. And so I had an app on my phone, and I started timing them, and they were like seven or eight minutes apart. So I laid there for like three, so however long that is, like 20-some minutes, and I was like, Jesse, I think, I think it's happening because these are pretty rough. And so I got up, and what, it's funny. I said to him, I'm going to get up and go do my makeup um, so that when the, photo- you know, when the photographer gets here, I'm going to be ready, and I'm going to look really hot in my birth photos, okay? So I got up, I went to the bathroom. And that was just not happening because I couldn't even get out the bedroom. Like, I stood up and immediately was bent over the bed, like, having another contraction. Mm. Um, So never got to the makeup, but I went to the bathroom, and I called the midwife, and she told me. And during this time, about an hour had gone by, so at this time it's like 10.30 or so. And I called the midwife. Jesse is calling me. (laughs) <laughs> he going to have to wait. Do I need a foot? No, he's going to wait. <laughs> this, is, this, this is the good stuff. I hope he ain't in a ditch. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll call again if he is. So I called the midwife, and I told her that I thought, I said, I think tonight's the night. And she was like, she told me that she had just fallen asleep, um, and that I needed to time them for 30 minutes and see how far apart they are, and then call her back and let her know if they were progressing or if it had stalled
2: and, and so, she lives how far away?
1: About an hour and forty-five minutes. Okay, so close so to two hours. Not right up the road. No. Nope.
2: Right.
1: And uh, hindsight's twenty-twenty. I should have told her to have left twenty minutes earlier.
0: Yeah.
1: But, and then I proceeded to text the photographer, who it was actually her like wedding day. It was her wedding night. And so I did not want to bother her, but uh, so I just texted instead of called, and then I um, texted my honorary doula. And this was a
0: Monday, probably, right?
1: Yeah, it was a Monday. It was a Monday yeah.
0: night because I was yeah. at Gigi's. Was
1: it Mom's birthday? Her birthday was the next day, so Daisy was born day. the yeah. day before Mom's birthday. That's right. Okay. So I texted um, Sarah, who was going to be my honorary doula. She's a good friend of mine, and she's had four kids, and so she was just going to come and like you know help me with essential oils and all that stuff. Texted her, nobody was um, texting me back. It was like 11 something at night. So, you know, over the course of the next hour or so, things just really, really went balls to the wall. I mean, it was wild as a buck. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get in the tub, like the actual bathtub. And we have a really outdated, like, 70s bathroom. With the sliding mirror door on the tub, it's, it's pink. Very, con- it's pink. is <laughs> it even pink? It's pink. It's like yeah. dingy brown. <laughs> it's
2: pink. So, <laughs> what time did you text me and mom? Oh my goodness!
1: I guess I texted y'all at the same time that I did um, Sarah and Christine. It was somewhere around yeah. eleven. So yeah, I said, Have "You call the midwife about 11. And I said, "I don't." I said, "No, no not really. yet." <laughs> and so. Mom and Kiff were um, the only two people that actually made it, so I'm glad that y'all answered Well, I had the, to call and get coverage at Gigi
0: Moss. <laughs> I called Tracy and be like, can you come over here?
1: Yeah, Everything so, just
2: happened so fast. So y'all
1: probably arrived around midnight, It was like about eleven forty. yeah, something mm-hmm. like that.
2: Okay, so. And I thought the midwife lived in Carnesville, by the way, well, where you went for your appointment. By
0: the time we got there, you were already mm-hmm. in the tub. Yeah, and I was in
1: the bathtub, and I only got in the bathtub because I just wanted some like relief from contractions. I never intended on actually having a baby in the bathtub. So I got in there, labored for, I you don't know, an hour or so. And then I was like, maybe, maybe someone should start feeling the pool. And I just remember Jesse saying like, you're not getting in that pool. Like, I don't think it's happening. And so mom came in, whatever time you came in, like eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, you came in the bathroom. And I think I was mid contraction when you got to the house. And I remember you saying, those were two minutes apart. This isn't good. I know. And I thought, You're right. <laughs> it don't Would feel it be good. positive. <laughs> well, I
2: I always overthink stuff. I'm like, Oh my goodness, what if? And I did not want to interject anything. That would be stressful, that would be. Not you. That would, I know, that would, <laughs> that would make them have anxiety or they yeah. would be like, Mom, you need to go. You need to leave. So, but I'm just like, at one point, and I hadn't been in there in no time. When, when she had one and another one came, I think it was like another minute. Yeah. I said, uh, Jesse, you need to get in here now. I don't want you to miss this. He and, was trying to set up the oh, room, he was
1: working on the, the lights. I had like twinkle lights and all the stuff. Oh, it
0: looked fantastic. Did you ever take pictures
2: of the space? Yeah, I did. Okay. So, you know. And we started <laughs> filling the pool. Me and Catherine started filling the pool, but I, I just had a feeling that this was pool funny in itself. Is not gonna fill up. It's gonna take way too we'll long. We'll just we'll take thirty seconds to talk about this water hose that was oh stretchy
0: <laughs> that had to go through a hallway, a living room, into the dining room that was connected to the Showerhead shower head in the
1: basement? Was it no, in the basement No, or? in the
0: bathtub that you were in?
1: Obviously. Did you even? I mean, nope. I was, we, I was not there.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then we had to get the temperature control right and we started to fill it up. I had set up my iPad. Um, I, I think I'd already actually hit the video. Yeah, because you
1: recorded for like 40 minutes it of was. just me hollering so, in the
0: bathroom. I, yep. So if anybody wants to hear it, you can only hear the audio because everything's happening <laughs> from a different room. But I had set up the, the iPad so that we could video in there. Obviously, your photographer had not showed up, so I ended up being a photographer. Yeah. But the next thing I know, I'm literally putting water in this pool, and then mom comes in and
1: says... <laughs> <laughs> she I wish you had an audio snippet oh you could goodness. just interject.
0: I might. I might see if I can interject oh on right goodness. here. But I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, Lord, she's here.
1: Oh,
2: and Lord. Then,
0: <laughs> like, and I was just like, What? I mean, we only had like an inch of water in this pool at the, at this point, but we both like ran back to the door, obviously turned the water off, and sure enough, Becca is holding a baby. And I don't know if we, I mean, we probably missed some things in there, but literally there was no midwife, no doula, no photographer.
1: Oh yeah, nobody made it. I mean, you my memory of it is like semi-foggy, but at the same time, I remember some things very vividly. And I have a five-minute-long video on my phone that unfortunately stopped, like not even five minutes before she came out. But you can hear dialogue, but mm-hmm. in like, the room was dark, so I, I didn't have the light on, but you can hear the dialogue between me and Jesse. And I just kept saying, "I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this." And Jesse said, "You did it once. You can <laughs> do it again. Just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> and he was, I mean, like mom said, he's he so he's calm. calm. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I feel like him being there and just keeping his cool and talking me through it really brought, like, some sense of um, just peace to that to that little bathroom. And she came out. I don't know if any of y'all mm-hmm. listening have ever heard of the fetal ejection reflex. But it is a thing because I, truly, I barely even pushed like, I felt her head coming out, and Jesse called the midwife, and he said, Becca says she can feel the head. And the midwife said, Well, <laughs> if she can feel the head, tell her to push. <laughs> and so the next contraction, I mean, her head was out. I mean, it was two contractions back to back. Her head came out with one, and her body came out with the next one. And I just reached down and pulled her up, <laughs> and there she was. Were you scared? <laughs> nope. Wow. Like, <laughs> wow.
0: This, is, I mean, I, I wish we, I wish we did have like a video so uh-huh. you could see this because I mean, I've I have heard this story, I, I was there, but like my jaw is still like dropped. I'm like, this really happened, and other women do this. Like, yeah. this is yeah. this is not um, super common, but it's also not unheard of. Yeah. Like, women do this a lot, and so I'm like, it's so empowering.
1: Yeah, and it's actually more common than you would think. I feel like you know you hear about home births being rare, but ironically enough. Um the second midwife that attended or attended the afterbirth when they both arrived after the fact um she invited me like she yeah, came they got there like what 7 minutes like 3 minutes 3 minutes like yeah it was so it was so close but her name was Courtney and she came back to my house for our 3 day postpartum to like weigh Daisy and stuff and she was like oh by the way I have this thing called birth circle at my house um, once a month where like all of my home birth clients come together and we just talk about birth. And so I went, I think it was like the very next month, I went to the birth circle and it was like a huge farmhouse full of home birth moms. What? I mean there was like twenty five of us there that night. And so it was just wild to see like and these were all like local people. Right. So it's really not that unheard of that there really are a lot of people out there that are going this route and I mean for me. Because when you mentioned earlier about people that like have a have a traumatic hospital experience, like I'm mm-hmm. one of I would say I'm one of them. Um, as oh, far yeah. as you know, Alaska's birth goes, that was really treacherous. I would say, and it was quite scarring, which is why I wanted something drastically different this time around. Um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. I felt like it was a really long run on sentence.
0: Sorry. Right. <laughs> well, I just know that. I mean, I've had no less than 10 people to tell me um, how much you've inspired them if they ever decide to have more children or if they ever have another opportunity to like choose the birthing plan of how they want to do things differently because of how they've seen you do it and I can only imagine how many people that you've had to talk to you and just you know whether it was just privately through social media or in person and so like you're a trailblazer in a lot of ways not just in how you choose to birth your children but how you choose to raise them and how you choose to lead your business and lead it with integrity and honoring God and I'm just proud to be your sister and I know mom's proud to be your mom well, so, thanks, guys. <laughs> but was there anything else you wanted to talk about specifically um, with with the birthing story before we go back to our favorite memories of mom
1: <laughs> I don't think so I think it is kind of funny to me when I think about like me as a teenager I feel like I was the wild child I mean, I guess my whole life—not just teenager, but like my whole life—and now I just feel like an old lady that just wants to like home birth, homeschool, homestead, and just. Well, that's why you get <laughs> your
0: daughters to call you Ma and Pa, yeah.
1: Because y'all were straight like up Waltons. little house
0: on the prairie, <laughs> the Waltons, like,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's beautiful.
1: but yeah. that's all I got.
0: Well, Mom, do you have any um, thing to say on that? Of.
2: Just what is it like to be a mom who now sees your daughter be a mom? Well, it's wonderful because (laughs) I think being a full-time parent, I'm learning that it's not just moms that are staying home. Like with Jesse, he's the stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of those, and I can imagine that it's difficult. You know, we've had some conversations. You just feel like I'm supposed to be the one making a living for my family Um, But it just works, you know, for them. But I think it's one of the most important jobs, if not the, I mean, you know, there's a lot of careers out there, but when you're shaping the lives of little children on your own, like, you know, it's your values, it's the way that you want to do life, you know, with with your child as they grow up, um, you can't go back and get more time with them. And I've talked to Becca about that. Mm -hmm. I'm like... You know, yes, you know, you these people don't know when they're going to be getting their pictures back, you know, but you may not be able to get the moment with Alaska because Daisy doesn't really know yet there's moments with mom mm-hmm. or, or, or pa. Um, but with Alaska, I'm like, you can't go back and get those moments. If she's wanting you to read or she's wanting you to do this or do that, do that, you know, even if it means you've got to stay up later to edit or whatever you know Mm -hmm. you can't get some of these moments back they won't roll back around but you can take more time to edit the pictures and the pictures are there you know what i'm saying you know Mm -hmm. you can't change those except for the way that you edit them but i mean as far as the stillness of it it's there so you can't go in and change that yeah so and and you wonder if you if you've made the right decisions with homeschooling because i'm sure sometimes you want to yeah, you wanted yes. to get out? We're both thankful that you did.
1: I loved being homeschooled. You yes. did not. I did. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't I, can you, don't can you so imagine shocked. either of us in public school? Well, I, I, can I, can I interject in this? When, when Catherine was going to Moorhead, To get her to get her, oh, I did. Her Her learners, learners. no drivers' ed. I had to take drivers' ed at the high school. Oh my goodness! Okay, so we get out. I felt so out of place. I'll actually tell you two stories. Remind me to come back to the Stone Eden Day. Okay, when you first go in Miss Crumpler's class (laughs) for science, Miss class. shout out! But but, uh, so we go in the, the doors right when school was letting out, and I will never forget Becca's reaction to all these people coming out in black trench coats. I'm not this, was it this was at Moorhead. This was at Moorhead. I'm talking like a flood, and these people are in black. Trent and she is scared to death. She's she's I mean she's like. And so we go to the office and we ask, you know, where where you go to um the, the man's wherever y'all want to do driver's ed. I think his name is Bobby Stewart. He was in there. He's like see some kind of officer. Shout and and they, they were telling me that Becca needed to stay in the office. That, I you said,
1: Hector the Gnaw. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but even I wanted to walk you. Here you are probably 17 because I didn't let no. y'all get your license. I was 15. No, ma'am. You no, did ma'am. No, ma'am. You did not get your learners at 15. I did not. No, like I, I didn't I was get it at 15. I but I started you, driver's ed at 15. I don't think you did. Okay, all right. I, all right.
1: We'll go back. We'll
2: go back to this later. <laughs> Y'all brawl, but because I didn't, I, I'm I'm against kids getting their learners' and driver's license. No, I think I got it early. at 16, but I had to take it at 15. Okay. So anyway, so we're I'm, I, I was like, well, I want to walk her to where mm-hmm. you know she's going, and that sounds so crazy to some people. They're like, oh my goodness, this girl's 16 years old, and her mama wants to walk to her. Walk her down there, but the same thing when you went to Stone Eden, because when you aged out of the YMCA playing basketball, you wanted to still play sports, so we discovered Stone Eden Christian School. You had to take two subjects to play a sport. worked perfectly for the subjects that we didn't want to teach, like <laughs> biology and Spanish. I was going to say, can you imagine you teaching me a foreign language? No. Or sciences with the, no. all the test tubes mm, and no. dissecting animals? But anyway, I remember walking <laughs> you to the door. I'm like... That's something that parents do in kindergarten. I don't even, you grade. walked me to the classroom door? I did and I did not want to leave. And I was what, thirteen? Probably. I wow. did not want to leave. I was did, like. did Miss Crumpler oh, put you at ease? She did.
0: She's she, still a friend of mine she she to this did. day. Miss yeah. Crumpler, if you're if you're listening to this, I've still gone to your um science yeah. classes at I think Western Rockingham. I think you're teaching there now,
2: but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Still She's still a friend of mine. A wonderful teacher, but I was just like, I don't want to leave her. So, um, anyway, I'm I'm glad I did it. Everything wasn't always smooth sailing, but I would say overall, I'm hoping that y'all were okay with it. Didn't feel like you were stifled or... um, We loved it.
1: On that note, not wanting to leave your baby, that's how I be feeling these days. Every time I have to leave and go to work, (laughs) even though I love my job. So anybody that wants to hire me, do it in the next few years because your girl is going to retire early.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want to be (laughs) home. I want to be home with business owner. (laughs) Some people want to get away from their kids. I was not one of those moms, unless it was Becca during that. Hey, that one year period (laughs) when I was like, oh my goodness, I had to tell Ken to come out of management. I was like, you're gone all day until like from eight in the morning to eight at night. And I was there by myself, and I didn't have an outlet, didn't have anybody to help me. And it's rough. Parent, I'm telling you, parenting is rough. I think Jesse would say that. And any stay-at-home mom, people think it's easy, but it's
1: not. It's well, not. On the way up here to the mountains where we are, I told Alaska that if she kept talking to me like she was talking to me, I was going to pop her. And you know what she said to me? She said, there's no wooden spoon here. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> said, I would show I you. Oh, what is food? I said, Alaska. In the
0: I, got, I got a hand. Lord, person. Awesome. Awesome. How many times did you get a, a hand <laughs> from mom or dad?
1: I got a hand, the, a belt, a in switch in the
0: Astro van, in the white Astro van, <laughs> or the gray one. At one point, where we were sitting in the back, and all of a sudden, we just had a
1: this hand to come back. I got a lot of whoopings, and I turned out all right. Yeah. And that's all I'm gonna say about. I
2: that. Know. I know. I am. I am pro <laughs> pro whoopings. And she and she would usually scream. I mean, like really scream. When I, I said go to your room, I'll be up there in a little bit. I oh, would
1: okay. also layer up my panties. That, that was coming. oh yeah, you put on coming. about twenty pair of she panties. She would scream. It up.
2: You know, as I was coming, she would already be screaming hysterical, and then after she would be screaming, and i would be like, you know, and social giggling. services is going to come and and take her away. And then one time she didn't scream, and I spanked her, and she didn't scream. And I'm like <laughs> something going on. Were you laughing? I was like pull your pants down. <laughs> I'm not I'm not stupid. Pull your pants down. And then she had panties and shorts <laughs> under them jeans. Didn't feel a thing. <laughs> I'm a sly one. Well oh,
0: and goodness. then you got me that when I ever like when I got whoopings, I would just tough it out. I'd just mm. grip my teeth. I'm like, I'm not crying. You ain't gonna hurt me. <laughs> Lord oh, But no, I I don't I don't mind spanking and, and whooping yeah. I think there's a difference between that and beating, beating. a child beating, obviously yeah. so use your own discretion but um but sometimes it takes some just a little rod little little you know spare the, the rod spir- just, just the a little spiritual rod. rod you
2: know and I will yes. say spankings doesn't work for some it really brought out the worst in Becca it did not work as well on her because like Catherine said she was over there gritting it and Written whatever she was doing, <laughs> but it just, it I felt like it made Becca angry. Um, it just didn't bring out what I wanted it to, so we had to go to
1: grounding,
2: doing without things that she liked, and mm-hmm. she was that social butterfly, so I think that probably <laughs> made more of an impact. I don't know, and I was not, and then like,
1: and now we're reversed. The, I
0: was gonna say the yeah. tables have turned so much that. You're so much more of a a homebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, which I'm becoming that thanks to the pandemic. I always knew that we were weird. And, yeah, in a lot of ways. So... We, we grew up Pentecostal holiness there's
1: nothing weird about
0: that we right <laughs> I mean says the one who's wearing a floral shirt and a Pentecostal bun right now <laughs> well
1: obviously I carried it with me through life and now I'm a you're holy right. pastor's wife
0: that's right that's right <laughs> um, and you' you're giving very like wholesome vibes right now oh, thank you but yeah we were Pentecostal holiness um, homeschooled like very conservative, just sheltered home and if you look at us now and I wish if you guys are listening you don't know us then just know that Becca and I are very tatted and pierced and um but look very very different but just don't look like what we saw growing up like in our in our upbringing and uh we got to go on vacation like a a lot lot. a lot we got to see a lot of the country, I don't think we ever did anything internationally until we were older, but yeah, we would get to travel in the off season while most kids were at school, and we would be the Griswolds. It would be our family of four, and Gigi Ma and Uncle Joey um, rolling up in a, a van, yeah, what it? wherever okay. we went I've to, got to Branson, here. Missouri. Okay. Yes, it's,
1: it's Branson, I that's exactly. What I was to bring up <laughs> oh the time that we went to branson missouri was, this is one of my best memories of my oh, my oh when we went to branson missouri i don't know i was probably like 11 and speaking of us being raised pentecostal holiness we were not allowed to get our ears pierced until we were 16 so but at the time we went to missouri and i was like 11 i, I got these little clip-on earrings from claire's and <laughs> dad was very adamant that i was not to wear them in public ever and mom really advocated for me and so in Branson we went to ride the ducks and (laughs) I wanted to wear my little clip-on earrings and dad just really put up a fuss and I remember mom just really being like just let her wear the earrings just let her wear the earrings and there's pictures of me with these little clip-on earrings on the ducks oh wow in Missouri and it's just a very uh it's just an image that's seared in my brain forever I gotta pull that picture out I know
0: Was at the same time. I think I was wearing camouflage. Were you wearing Lizzie McGuire clothes? Probably. Probably. I mean, <laughs> Hillary Duff for life.
2: <laughs> Go Hill. I'm telling you, we looked homely. We really did. We look really homely, did. Because I remember that picture. Oh man! Look, we. I,
0: sometimes I think back and I'm like, were we poor?
2: Yeah. Like sort
0: of. I feel like we. I mean, it was a one-income yeah. household, you know, with a stay-at-home mom and living very conservatively, but. We didn't have all the materialistic things because we got to travel and we got to see so much of, you know, we just we got to be cultured that a lot of kids, unfortunately, don't get to to experience. And so that's another way I'm thankful. Another reason I'm thankful for being homeschooled. Um, So what do you think was was one of your I'm talking to you, Becca. um, What was like or maybe I should say this. What is one way that mom parented you to where you were like I'm going to use this in my parenting and then maybe the opposite as well like what is something that you did that I'm like I will not do with my parents I
1: mean so there's a couple so I mean for one obviously the homeschooling and you know just being present with your kids is number one because like mom said earlier some parents just want to get away from their kids like they can't wait to drop them off somewhere and go and do their own thing and I think like her I'm not like that Although Mm -hmm. I do like when Alaska goes to Mimi's. Um, We're FaceTiming her and texting her and wanting pictures because we miss her. So I think, you know, she instilled in us just a love for being with your children, being present with them. And then also the experiences over things. So as far as traveling goes, I remember like every Christmas, back when social media was first becoming popular, I don't know around when that was, maybe 10 years ago, um, when people would like post on Christmas morning all the stuff that they got and I would look and part of me would be jealous, like, look, so and so got an iPod mm-hmm. or a new iPhone or, you know, all the technology and stuff. But then they would tell us, like, Well, you know, your gift this year is that we're going to to Florida or we're going to Hilton Head right, or, or the something homestead. like that. Or the, yeah. Yeah. And so and just, we always
0: got to bring a friend yeah. like on our Christmas
2: vacations. Yes.
1: Yeah, so and we still was, got a
2: stocking money and stuff Chick-fil-A calendars you had to find your gift you had to go find it scavenger I I would scare them I would you would scare us into it no I would hide them I would hide them
1: (laughs) yes so definitely experiences over things which Mm -hmm. now that we have you know Daisy's not old enough to enjoy experiences yet but Alaska definitely is where we can tell that like us taking her somewhere and actually doing stuff with her is so much more valuable than just like giving her, like, a, a materialistic gift. That you're going to yeah. get rid of in a year,
0: yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. So. so, moments and memories over materialism. Yes. Yes, yes. I like
1: that. The
0: three M's. I like alliteration. I love
1: alliteration. I know that's right. We get that from Dad. <laughs> the grammar do. side we get from
0: Dad. I know. This is all a mom episode. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to... Am I going to get Dad on an episode well, for dad Father's is
1: Day. holding down
2: the fort with Daisy. Dad really and well. Daisy. See? <laughs> so again. did you did you give your favorite memory of me or
0: not? Oh man. She's you not going to let, let you. Them. Well, My favorite remember. one today. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so I just drove up to meet them. They've been here on Beach Mountain for a couple Since days. Monday, yeah. Um and so I just drove up today and Becca calls me to give me a heads up that mom has been having some hip pain. And was like limping, and then today they went on a walk, and she fell. She ate it. She, <laughs> she ate, <laughs> ate and twisted <laughs> her ankle, and I'm saying this laughing and now because my knee. my knee looks and skin her knee. But y'all can hear her now. She's okay. Like she's she's alive, so we she's can laugh tough. about it. Tammy's but I, when I when I got here, when I walked in today, she had her uh, leg propped up on the recliner and had ice on it. And of course, I mean she's been struggling to walk, but we went outside on the porch. And um, we were talking about oh, no. going to dinner. And <laughs> this is. <laughs> Becca's like, don't say it. Oh, no. no, this is funny. This Anna is actually. His wife. I know, but this is oh, funny. So if anybody <laughs> has like sensitive ears and you don't like um, sarcastic humor, then just turn this down for the next like 60 seconds. But I think this is hilarious. But Becca's asking, like, what time are we going to eat? You know, we like to eat early. And then she looks at mom and says, well, I know you like to eat early too because of, you know, your acid reflux. And she like it taps her chest and was like, you know, the flux. <laughs> and then we're all just like dying. And Becca goes, she don't give two flux. That's <laughs> it. All right. That's it. Like, we're going to eat now. This is crazy.
1: I got my armpits wet. Oh my
0: gosh. It was so funny. So Lovely. yeah, mom. Mom can be mm. a klutz, mm. who doesn't give to. Klutz with the
2: flocks. Well, actually, I was looking at the mountains. Look, Becca says, "Oh, look at that field right there, and the mountains in the background." And I'm over there just looking at the mountains, and then the pavement kind of went down, and don't go there. My foot went down, and I went down, and I'm like, and I, I was like, just let, just leave me alone. Just let me lay here for a few minutes. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. I was angry. <laughs> I was so angry that I fell. And I'm just, what the world? Well, uh. and look, Alaska
0: has walked in. Alaska, do you want to say hey on this podcast episode?
1: Come s- tell me what you just said. What'd you say? This is the best part of parenting. Oh. You got ice cream. You got ice cream? Mm. She said, Ma, I got ice cream for you. Aww. that's amazing. See, that's the best part of parenting, right <laughs> Look there. He told me I can have some ice cream.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's little Becca.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Well, we've got some rapid fire questions, and I just I want to let everybody know. Um, if you've been listening to a lot of my episodes, you know that I try to be Um, As vulnerable and honest as possible and I want other I want my guests that I interview to be the same so um, whatever we're talking about here this is being honest and we're we're probably still holding back to an extent but we want to be sensitive to everybody's relationships with their moms with their kids um, with their birthing stories whatever it is and so our prayers that you don't take offense to anything that you're able to laugh with us and to know that um, whatever we're choosing or whatever my mom chose, whatever Becca's choosing in their uh, parenting styles is not what's right for everybody, but we're just sharing our own experiences. And uh, and I think all of us at this table right now have been in therapy at least once. And so we are advocates for uh, therapy and just counseling because I know my mom has told me that you know, she just she didn't know she was doing the best she could. That she didn't know how it was affecting me, how it was affecting Becca, and we may never know what is affecting somebody else. So, anyway, so we give a lot of grace, and we accept whatever grace we whatever grace we're given. But um, yeah, so y'all ready for a couple of rapid fire questions? Told me. You I have something else?
1: Nope. I just don't know what a rapid fire question is.
0: Wow. Spoken like a true non-podcast listener. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rapid fire means I'm going to ask you some questions. Very simple. And so you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Ooh. Whether a word <laughs> <laughs> a word or a sentence. Um, do you want me to, to call your name individually or do you mean just say it and then whoever answers first? Let's yeah. do that. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, what is the last thing that made you cry? <laughs> we
1: must not cry a lot. Um
0: Light,
2: light mm, detector test says.
1: I really don't know the last time I cried. Wow. Um uh, Diane? I
2: don't I don't know for don't sure, but it it could be just um thinking That's of things related to caring for my mom. Okay. And that's a whole other
0: Mother's Day whole, yes it is. story yes. with yes. Gigi Mom. Y'all know that. Becky, you don't know when the last time well, was you cried? Well,
1: Jesse just reminded me that it was during a um, episode of Better Call Saul a few nights ago, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give the spoiler. Right.
2: So, <laughs> okay. I watched a movie on Netflix called True Spirit, and I recommend that and I cried. That's when you told me to watch. Yes. And I still
0: haven't watched it. Yes. Okay, it's I'm so going good. to. Okay. All right. What's
2: your favorite holiday?
1: I like Thanksgiving
2: because I like to eat. <laughs> probably, probably Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> okay, that one's definitely a bittersweet one for me. Yeah, um, that's a whole different story. I just like to get together with family, you know. Yes, I'll give a very brief. So my mom is a mom to three, and we did not get to to speak about. Um, Losing her son my brother the week of Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is definitely a bittersweet holiday for me. So it is a um, Encouraging thing that that is Still her uh, favorite holiday, but it does it 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 allows us to be thankful for what we have and for all the memories that we've had Um, All right, what's the last concert you attended?
1: Paramore before Alaska was born. Oh. One, you I was going to say, that's when I took you yeah, to when I think you were pregnant. I was like 36 weeks pregnant with Alaska.
0: So, if you were a Winnie the Pooh character, which one would you be?
1: Oh my piglet. Because you know. I'm a little bit yeah. anxious. I'm a wee bit anxious.
0: I, don't, I, I think mom might mom be Mom would it. be
1: rabbit. She'd be a little...
0: Oh am my, my am God. I,
1: oh, please tell me I'm not one evil. Third Eeyore. Human, Eeyore. One third piglet and one third rabbit. One third rabbit. <laughs> That's I true. might be a little bit of poo. He's carefree and fun. Wears a lot of crop tops. <laughs> Where's a lot of crop I'm way wow. too carefree. Well there's like No, m- I said me.
2: Yeah. Not you wearing crop tops. Yeah, I'm I'm a tigger sometimes too, just, just busy, busy, just wow. do, do, do. Well, there's a study mm. that shows that the Winnie the Pooh characters all
0: represent an Enneagram number. And so we okay. all have some Enneagram number like all of them somewhere. Um what is a sound that you hate?
1: Nails on a chalkboard. I mean, it's definitely the most cliche sound. I was going to say,
0: who actually puts nails on a chalkboard?
1: Have you ever heard it?
0: No. It's Ugh. ugly.
1: I don't. I mean, who
0: who has chalkboards anymore? Everything's
2: dry erase. <laughs> These days, it ain't even dry erase. It's all on a computer screen. It's a projector. I think a sound that I hate is not what you would think. It's somebody trying to talk, and there's TV or some other noise in the background, and I cannot deal with multiple sounds going yeah. on yeah it's kind of what's happening right now yeah. <laughs> makes my that, brain, really I, that makes my brain short this circuit
1: if anybody
0: need- listens to this podcast episode we're landing the plane no. really quickly okay um what is your favorite scent
1: vanilla i was gonna say vanilla
0: you're so vanilla <laughs> Do you brush your teeth with warm water or cold water? Warm. Warm.
2: Cold! My My teeth are
0: super sensitive. (laughs) They're
2: not the same. Oh my goodness. Mine's
0: cold, (laughs) definitely. Um, I would say, what's the last podcast you listened to?
1: I could tell you. Jackie Hill Perry.
2: Okay, Jackie Hill Perry. And yours, I mean, it was the one you did with Matt and Allison. Matt and Allison Haynes, awesome. I haven't heard that. And um, last
0: one, what is the craziest thing you've ever done? Had yeah. a
2: home birth. I was wondering if that would be yours. <laughs> I've had need a baby in myself. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't always been a Christian. <laughs> Seriously, we no. ain't talking about that. We're done. No. And what is something that it? can
0: immediately bring you joy?
2: Harmony in my
0: family. Love it. That's it. Harmony in the family. All right, there you have it, folks. My mom, my favorite mom. And my second favorite mom, a.k.a. my sister, Becca Lee Bowling. And everybody else that you have probably heard in this episode. Uh, my dad, my niece Alaska, my niece Daisy, and my brother-in-law Jesse. We're all here reporting live from Beach Mountain. About to play Rook. <laughs> About to play a game of Rook. And if you know my family, you know that is like a staple, staple. event. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening
1: <laughs> to another <laughs> episode of Church Church (laughs) Dogs.
0: Hey, before you guys leave and start listening to another episode of Church Talks, could you take 10 or 15 seconds and just go on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, and click follow or subscribe or like or the plus sign, whatever it is where you're listening? Uh, That would mean a ton to me, and that way you'll never miss episodes when they're coming out on the weekends. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and supporting and subscribing and following. I love you guys so much.